Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, Bob Stoffer joining you from Canada Life Center, the Oilers, and the Jets tonight. And we're going to hook up with Ron McLean from Cent- uh, for Century Casino Edmonton. Every day is a game day at the Century Sports Bar and Lounge. Head to Century Casino, 131st Avenue and Fort Road. Hello, Ron. How are you doing? I'm great, Bob. Nice to hear you. How's things in Winnipeg? Uh, to be honest with you, and I'm not, like, like I'm a Canadian, Ron, okay? Like, I, I, and I know we've discussed this. In a perfect world, Edmonton, Calgary, and Vancouver and Winnipeg all make the playoffs every year in the Western Conference. I'm that guy. Okay? I, I'd like Toronto and Montreal and Ottawa to all make it out east. So I, I'm, I'm not a big fan when I hear, you know, maybe some writers from the States or something take shots at markets like Edmonton and Winnipeg. But today is unfortunately a particularly dreary day outside. It's uh, <laughs> There's no sunshine out there. And I, I think we're going to get snowed on tonight. It's overcast. And it's... Just starting to get cold. There's been a lot worse here in Winnipeg over the years, but it isn't exactly a uh, a uh, a sunny, shining uh, prairie day here in the Peg. But funny enough, if you were in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and you were getting ready for the Packers, and it was snowing, and you oh, this is football, this right. is magic, you know. So um, it, it's everything. I, I remember in the old days, uh, before all the new rinks were built, uh, the four loudest arenas were uh, for sure right down the middle. Uh, you had Winnipeg, uh, Minneapolis. Chicago and St. Louis. Those, for me, were the the most energy, the hardest. I, I lost my hearing in my left ear. It's pretty much gone from having to wear a, an earpiece and try to do the openings to the broadcast. We used to do all the games on the road. Uh, and it was just a, such an energy when you went into Winnipeg. And especially, uh, I remember that 1990 series, the epic series that Bill Ranford was kind of the star, Mark Lamb. Um, that, I remember there was a lineup the day of the seventh game, uh, sixth game, sorry, went back to Edmonton for seven. But the sixth game, there was a lineup on a kind of a frosty May day, and I thought, you know, God love them, they deserve it. Yeah, you know what, I re- a couple things about that series, uh, and this got brought up in the last 48 hours with <laughs> an executive in the league. Uh, the Oilers were down 3-1, and legend has it that uh, Mark Messier, the captain of the Oilers, had a animated conversation with, uh, God rest his soul, John Meckler, about, uh-huh. hey, we got to we got to extend the bench here. we got to play more guys. And they put the kid line together of Joe Murphy uh, along with uh, Adam Graves Jelena, in the center yeah, and Martin, Martin Jelena. Right. And they put those guys together for game five, and, and those guys gave Edmonton some real 
energy the rest of the way. And by the time they were playing Boston in the Stanley Cup final, those guys were actually, like, from a, an advanced analytics perspective, which people did not talk about on radio shows back in 1990, Ron. They killed it. They would have, because they were in Boston's end the entire time. But that was one of the big turning points in that series, and Bill Ranford started stopping pucks. Well, I was with Adam yesterday, Graves. Uh, we did a nice uh, opening for a hospital. Uh, they call them smile zones. Adam's got a charity where they put beautiful little fun areas for children. They repaint the whole ward for the pediatric section. Uh, they, they have a motorized Zamboni for kids to ride. They have interactive iPad stuff. It's just a great thing he does to help young children who are uh, convalescing or healing or about to go through surgery just to be a little more relaxed because the stress levels are already through the roof and that helps not just the kids but uh, their guardians. So I was with uh, Adam and we were talking more about the New York Rangers right now and why he thinks they're going so well and he said uh, Panarin and Lafreniere have a, a just for whatever reason, they've become the Sedines. <laughs> they have a just a great uh, thing going on, and he felt the goaltending, and and that's the thing. When I when we were talking about Jonathan Quick's, you know, presence in New York, he's winning big games, he's playing great. Uh, you did the game, the preseason game in Calgary, uh, when uh, I think you saw him or West somewhere in the preseason, and he was fantastic even then. Uh, he, he he reminds me of what Grant Fuhrer was for Felix Potvin in Toronto and for Dominic Hasek in Buffalo. But but anyway, to that kid line, they uh, was Sather and Muckler had this feeling that the kids would be better together than to put them with a great player, a veteran player, and they'd be intimidated and they'd always be passing up opportunities. So I can almost tell Knobloch is starting to find, as you and uh, Louis discussed and over the last couple of days, he's trying to find roles for guys so that they can shine maybe penalty killing like Connor Brown or whomever. Uh, get them away from trying to fit into uh, the top line and give them a more uh, easy you know, role. And, and that's what they did well, Edmonton, that year. And and then as far as Messier goes, I distinctly remember him telling the story of going to John Muckler and saying, Muck, our power play is brutal. Put Essa Tikkanen's line out there. And so Mark was very good at kind of reading the tea leaves when, you know, they had to turn to their depths to get her done. Yeah, absolutely. We're joined by Ron McLean. Ron, I, I've not used this stat, so I'm going to tell you it right now. Uh, one of the things that's occurred here, the Oilers are 18 for 18 on the penalty kill over their last four games. Right. Uh, they've moved up to 92% uh, since uh, basically Mark Stewart, the former Winnipeg Jet, uh, took over the penalty kill. And, and there's lots of factors that go to, to it, including goal, you know the goalies stopping the puck. But in the thir- first 13 games of the season, the Oilers used 24 different forward combinations killing penalties. And only two of those 24 combinations played more than four minutes of PK time combined during those 13 games. Okay, so lots of... And one of the things that's happened here is they've been... Um, they didn't initially have Connor Brown and uh, Matthias Yanmark available, but Derek Ryan and Ryan Nugent Hopkins have, for the most part, been the first group out. And then Fogel and McLeod were the second group. They're now the third group now that Brown and Yanmark are back. And he's really got specified roles in those PKs for those forwards. And I find that to be a very interesting. First of all, I was stunned that Chris went into the amount of detail to figure out how many tandems they used for the first 13 uh, uh, right. games of the season. Uh, but, yeah, I, I did some digging, and it was 24 different forward sets on the PK. 
Well, as it was brought up, Brendan had uh, either Elliot or John discussing the, you know, how do you deploy uh, Leon and Connor for 22 minutes? You want them to have that 22 or more, uh, but you don't want them to be tired when they get out on the five-on-five situation. You want them to be fresh. And, uh, you know, that goal, McDavid scored the 3-2 goal the other night. Uh, you know, he just looks like he's got the all cylinders right now. So that's partly part of it as well, is to, to give the two uh, – big stars uh, a chance to to be fresh when when you're even strength or on the power play yeah mother's day is around the corner find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from blue nile from timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones blue nile has something she'll adore need it fast most items can ship overnight plus enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns don't miss our special mother's day deals save big on the season's most beautiful trends for a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Uh, we're going to switch focus, and part of what we're going to switch focus is, when did we lose critical thought in society, Ron? Mm-hmm. I, I, because people jump to just the absolute worst perspectives on no. things. And it's and you know what? There was rumor-mongering on radio for sure on sports shows in the in the 2000s like there was stuff that you know i'd get people back then emailing when i was on total sports in 1260 doing the afternoon drive a spec for five years um but you know one of the downsides of twitter and there's a lot of positive engagements in twitter i'd say 90 percent of them are pretty positive people and there's some really smart people out there but i gotta tell you there's some people that sure like to run with some stuff aren't there well, you know, I read a great book, Brian Stevenson, Just Mercy, and he was a Harvard Law student who went down to Georgia, and uh, he opens the book by saying, I wasn't prepared to meet a condemned man. He ended up going on to death row and was doing uh, some work uh, with the legal team that were doing a defense of a, a condemned prisoner. Uh, and his kind of conclusion was that his Harvard education, and he also took public policy programs uh, for a while, he was enrolled in those, and he found them to be really quantitative. They just wanted to have, you know, maximum benefits at minimum costs. And uh, he said, as far as his law studies at Harvard, he kind of realized early that the courses were esoteric and kind of disconnected from the real world, from, from the actual reason he had decided to go into law in the first place. And honestly, Bob, I think, you know, you, me, anyone in our industry, you get hit by these waves of stories and we're ill-equipped. You know, and if we're ill-equipped and, and we really try, you know, we, we do all our reading and our studying and our talks, uh, you know, based on trying to find the ethical right answer. Imagine what the Twitterverse is like. Uh, it, it, it's bound to be a complete run amok when it comes to these really heavy stories. And we've had, a, you know, I, the hockey season began with the summit, the Hockey Canada Summit. The Mike Babcock story, Shane Pinto and gambling, the tragedy with Adam Johnson and uh, subsequent manslaughter charges, Milan Lucic and Corey Perry. I mean, these are not, you know, I don't feel that the kinds of topics that a columnist or, a, you know, a radio or TV host should just feel that they can jump into and make a judgment. And if we can't, well, then why would you trust uh you know, all the, the folks at uh, keyboards on social media. So that's kind of where we're at. There's just a lot of uh, voices, uh, you know, feel compelled to, to to step up and judge right from wrong. And I think that's the ultimate question is, you know, wh- how we're going to find higher ground is beyond both of us, I'm sure. But, you know, people are always judging. And, you know, that, that judging has become quite easy with a, with a device in your hand. 
Yeah, we're joined by Ron McLean for Century Casino Edmonton. Every day is a game day at the Century Sports Bar and Lounge. Head to Century Casino, 131st Avenue in Fort Road. So, Ron, all it took, and I brought this up with Louie, all it took for the Oilers to turn their season around and, and pull off a three-game winning streak is for Connor McDavid to get 12 points in three games. Yes. <laughs> well, I go back, Bob. We discussed a week ago, uh, you know, the, the moment on the bench – in a in a game just before the winning streak, sure. when Drysaddle had been denied, and Drysaddle patted Connor on the on leg, and vice versa, and I, I just look at that moment and and I feel like it was uh you know when when we finished the Stanley Cup playoffs, I've already bookmarked that, and thought you know if 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 they sail from here. Uh, it will go back to that simple moment, that simple gesture of solidarity between those two. And then, you know, Knobloch has said so many. He, he said, you know, the third period, we had nothing to lose. We went back to trusting our instincts. He said the right things. You can tell there's a, a chemistry with Connor. You know, the two leaders of the team, captain and the coach, are on the same page. And even, even his uh, comments to your show earlier today, when he talks about, you know, I look at things and I say to myself, okay, would this be a 5% improvement in the team if we change this? Yes, but is it a distraction? Is it going to have them running around trying to improve that 5% at the risk of the rest of our game? So I think, you know, that, that it's, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves because it's a long way to go here, but it just seems like, and, and I give you full credit, even in the preseason, you were hinting at, you know, if they don't get off to a good start, you know, this would be in their back pocket because they do believe a lot in Knobloch and they want to give Jay a shot, but it's going to have to be a good starter. It won't take long for the pressure to mount on that coaching regime. All right. Well, uh, hey, just before we go, uh, you mentioned that, that 1990 series. Um, you know, the Jets had some some pretty good players on the team at that time. Uh, one of them was Dale Howard, Chuck. And, I mean, oh. we've been privileged in Edmonton. Uh, you know, we got Wayne Gretzky and Mark Messier, two of the greatest players in the history of the game. Uh, and now we've got McDavid and Drysaddle. But in this market in Winnipeg, they're really, with all due respect to, you know, the Shifleys and the Hellebucks of the world, there was really one guy, and that's Dale Howard, Chuck. God rest his soul. Yeah, and you flip goalies, uh, you give Winnipeg, Ranford, or Fuhrer, I, I'm sure things would have been even tighter uh, because Edmonton was a great team. But Winnipeg was, uh, and I remember Serge Savard, John Ferguson, got on the phone to Serge, he was retired, and said, Serge, I need you to come out of retirement and come and help our team you know, figure this out defensively. And not only did he come out to kind of improve their team game defensively, but he roomed with the young 18-year-old Dale Howarchuk. And then a few years later, when they were forming the 87 Canada Cup team, it was Serge Savard who said, you guys have got to have uh, Howarchuk on your team. And lo and behold, he's involved in the final goal there, the, the magical goal by Mario Lemieux with the face-off and uh, kind of a, a sneaky play defensively as he came up the ice. So he, he was a he was just an amazing person. Uh, got to spend a lot of time with him even after his career through his work with the Barry Colts and his love of horses. And I would play in charity games with Dale. And, sit, and he, you know, he was just a really... Uh, unbelievably uh, talented player who, you know, Paul McLean would say from blue line to blue line, he never, never ever had the puck. Always he would take the puck much the way Sidney Crosby does in today or Connor does in today's game. So yeah, it was great memories to go down through the Jets years with, with Dale. All right, Ron, great stuff. Uh, next Friday, we look forward to having you back in order. Yes, that's now. right. Away <laughs> for Thursday. Next I, week. So I, I switched Friday. it. You get, you're, 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 you're so far ahead of it that I'm like, oh, was this? No, 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 it's next week, Bob. Oh, okay, that's right. I'm like, we're good to go. Thank you for your time, Ron. Okay, I'll be listening to Kevin. Say hi to me. Bye. All right, you bet. It is 449 in Edmonton. Uh, we'll take a quick timeout. You're listening to Winners Now. 
Cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin is well known for their top shelf service department. They don't forget about you after you purchase a vehicle. You can call Uncle Melt, Rich, Johnny, and the team at Brent Ridge Ford to make you a repeat customer. 780-352-6048. Your Ford truck authority on the auto mile in Wetaskiwin is Brent Ridge Ford. And we will tell you that guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village, now open for lunch at Edmonton South and West Edmonton Mall, an afternoon celebration for the senses. You can visit jvedmonton.ca. Just before we go to Oilers Game Day Trivia for Pro-Am Sports, we're going to go back to the 630 Chad Studios. It is time for NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Drew Shamahorn and his staff of Elite, they will take care of you. Here's Brendan Escott. Okay, uh, Corey Perry issuing a statement apologizing for inappropriate behavior that he admits was wrong. He says uh, he's going to be seeking help for uh, mental health and alcohol issues. Bakersfield needed a shootout to get past Henderson last night. Raph Lavoie scoring with 49 seconds left, tied the game, forced OT with the extra attacker out there. Jack Campbell stopped uh, 40, or, sorry, 39 of 40. 42 for his second win in three starts. Five of six saves there in the shootout as well. Oil Kings are hosting Everett tomorrow night in the Teddy Bear Toss game. That, of course, is in support of uh, 6.30 Chad Santa's Anonymous. Should be near 18,000 plus. I don't even know if there's tickets left. We'll find out more. I think Kevin Radomski is coming up uh, I think on the face-off show, if memory serves, with Reed a little later on this afternoon. They have a new commissioner, an incoming one in the Western Hockey League, Bob. Dan Neer is his name. He's 43 years old, an executive from Adidas, and he's the guy that headed up the reverse retro jersey idea with the company. So they're looking for someone forward-thinking. Ron Robison is outgoing at the end of this season after 24 years on the job. Golden Bears and McEwen facing off in that crosstown rivalry series uh, series that starts at the Drake tomorrow as well. I'm going to the Oil Kings game tomorrow night. Uh, I think we're going to be doing the show live from Rogers Place as well. Jack Campbell's last three starts, 2-1, and one, a 1.97 goals against average, 9.44 save percentage. It is currently 3.55 in Edmonton. Uh, on this date in 1987, what is that, 36 years ago today, L.A. Raiders rookie Bo Jackson runs for a 91-yard touchdown into the Kingdom Tunnel, and he also runs through Seahawks rookie linebacker Brian Bosworth for another TD. Raiders won 37-14. Bo rushed for 221 yards rushing and also had a receiving touchdown in that game. For my money, Bo Jackson's the greatest athlete that's ever played. I mean, the guy, had he just played baseball? I mean, he was an all-star in baseball, won the MVP in the all-star game. If he'd focused solely on baseball, I think he would have been a without any hamburger helper, if you know what I mean. I think he would have been a regular 35 home run hitter a year, and the average would have climbed. And, oh, by the way, he would have stole 30 a year. If he just focused on football, you know what? Screw it. If he just hadn't had the most bizarre injury of all time, we're looking at a guy that probably would have and, – and if he'd focused on football – we're looking at a 10,000-yard uh, rusher in his, in his NFL career. I'll leave you with this on Bo Jackson. The only athlete ever to have played a major professional sport with an artificial hip. Think about that for a second. He could still hit 
even though he had an artificial hip. That's uh, that's pretty hard to do. We are going to go into this day, or no, we're going to get to, uh, that's a little bit of trivia there for you. It is time for Oilers Game Day Trivia, brought to you by Pro-Am Sports. Fan Cave and Fan Gear Specialists for all budgets, all correct answers. This is the last day to be entered to win an original seat back from Northlands Coliseum. It's signed by 12 legendary Oilers, including Grant Fuhr and Mark Messi and more. Check out proamsports.ca or visit 12728 St. Albert Trail in Edmonton. You heard Ron McClain talk about the 1990 playoff series against the Winnipeg Jets. Which Oilers Hall of Famer? You got a Texas correct answer to the Ashley Pine Flores text line, 780-496-0063. Which Oilers Hall of Famer led the team in scoring in that series against the Jets? He was pretty good. 780-496-0063. Uh, when we come back, we'll give you the correct answer, and we'll get to our sit-down conversation with Jets General Manager Kevin Sheveldayoff after a global news weather traffic update with James Dunn.